He's like, let me in. I said, where you at? I'm at your front door. I said, Daddy, I'm not there. Your truck here? Daddy, I'm in my truck. God damn, right? There ain't no truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I always hey, you know to be getting around like that at that age, man, especially right now, dude. It is. Yeah, he he still he still drives pretty good. My now mama, mama, mama needs to stop driving. <laughs> mama got a dent everywhere on the car, except under the bottom. That's, that's, and I just ain't looked under there. I'm pretty sure she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, mama, I have nothing to do with this conversation. I'm just a boss, innocent bystander on what right he's saying. Man, look, right now. my daddy, uh, he, I saw him the other day. And I know he had one white wall tire on his truck. I said, well, Daddy got a white wall tire. So he must have had to buy him a used tire. Let me see if he having a little financial problem. Say, man, you need some tires? He said, no. So I looked at the tire. <laughs> I looked at the tire. And all the black is rubbed off of it. Oh, no. Well, he making right turns. He hitting curves. He hitting the curve. And he, man, he <laughs> rubbed all of it. He about to see the ad in that time. I, want, I just want what, what side of town? <laughs> Daddy be everywhere, man. Daddy Make be sure everywhere. I'm, uh, on the other side when uh, when he hit the street. Uh, he be everywhere. I ain't going to tell you where he at. Now, is that where you get your uh, your comedy from? That's where you get your humor from? Uh, my humor? Yeah. My sense of humor probably came from my mama's brother. Okay. Yeah, he was funny. Uncle Robert was funny. It's all good. Now, my daddy can tell a joke. If you tell him a joke and teach it to him, he can quote the joke back or whatever. But uh-huh. my, my mama's brother was the funny one, man. Okay. How, how did you do? So growing up, you got it from him. So I know they had to make a lot of awkward uh, moments. He come over. Y'all just kind of connected. The vibe was still was just so strong. I want to say that that was my favorite uncle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, and, and he was also my godfather, and he was the youngest of the uncles. And, uh, yeah. We had a, we had a, we had a vibe. I wanted to be like him. Yeah. Now, when is what, what age did you find out that you noticed that you had this talent for for comedy? You know what's crazy? Uh, I don't know when I realized I had a talent for comedy, but I remember being as young as an elementary school kid and being home from school like sick one day mm-hmm. and recording myself on the little the little uh, cassette recorders that when they first came out. Oh yeah. And I hated the way my voice sounded. Cause you know you didn't ever know how your no. voice sounded until you hear it recorded, right? And uh, and I would just sit there and interview myself and talk to myself and and tell funny stories, you know. And I was a little boy, you know. And I and I I didn't know if I thought I was crazy because I talked to myself sometimes, but I didn't ever tell nobody. But uh, when I was in high school, Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live, but we used to sneak and listen to Richard Pryor. Ronnie, what year was that, Ronnie? Ah, uh, 82. 82, 83. Yeah. I graduated in eighty three, so the uh, I guess you know, yeah. Cause I, my girlfriend at the time didn't even know I used to cut our date short on Saturday night, cause I was trying to get to get oh, her really? home or either get to their house where I could see if Eddie Murphy was gonna be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I didn't start doing stand up till I was 28 because down here in Houston, um, things well things were a little different down here down that time, in the South. Well, they're still a little different, but they were very different back yeah. then. Uh, it was no black comedy clubs. There was nowhere for black comics to really go. So I, I didn't give it a shot. But um, Mary, Mary Jane Prince, who married Jay Prince, she was married to Jay Prince. Uh, we was all working at Rap Lock because Jay and I graduated from high school together. And I was over there with the them. Prince family. Yeah. And um, I used to be around there and I'd imitate Jay sometime. And there's different people. And they'd be like, man, you can imitate anybody. You need to do stand-up now. Nowhere for me to go. So Mary was like, if I find a spot with an open mic, will you go? I said, yeah. So she found a club on Shepherd. Well, I knew what Shepherd was. Shep, my, my aunt lived off Shepherd in, in uh, Shepherd Park Terrace. So 
I said, okay, well, I'll just get on Shepherd until I see his address and I find it. Now, I'd heard about River Oaks, had never been to River Oaks okay. because we weren't allowed to even drive through River Oaks back then. Oh, yeah, different times. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you black, you driving through there, you get pulled over, hey, where you going? I'm trying to, you need to go back this way and go around, you know. So when I went to the club, didn't realize I was in River Oaks because it's on Shepherd. Shepherd goes through River Oaks. Yeah. I didn't realize I was in River Oaks. I come there with a whole rapper lot crew. <laughs> Posse up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you uh, up. Uh, Rick Royal, may he rest in peace. He just passed away a couple of weeks ago, a.k.a. Uh, Cocoa Butter from the Raw Flush. He was one of the uh, main influences, too. He was there with the whole crew. Yeah, and I went in there, man, and uh, the only other black comic that was there that night performing was Al Freeman. And Al Freeman was letting these white comics call him Alf because the little television show Alf was yeah. popular at the time. And I was like, yeah, that's, his, that's his initials maybe, but mm, you know, Al, yeah, you probably shouldn't be like, letting them call you Alf. They were you know? trying to get away with a little bit. Yeah, they were trying to get away with a little bit. But uh, I went in and I did pretty good. I had, uh, I had a joke about Batman and the utility belt. You know, because Batman everything, utility belt. Yeah. I say he must have had some anti-horny spray in that belt because ain't no way in the world I'd have ever took Catwoman to jail. She'd have always got away. She was straight to the <laughs> Ah, Batman. Yeah, got, yeah, whatever. I got to interrogate this one. <laughs> <laughs> got to search her. Got private Got to do a strip search on this one. <laughs> but, yeah, man, sure. I, and I did really good that first night. And then when I came back the next week, I'm all excited, and I realized that the veteran comics could bump you off the list. So I came in and sat on early, and before I knew it, I got bumped all the way till I was the last one to go up. And it's like a Thursday night. It's almost 2 o'clock in the morning, nobody in the club but me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that, I don't know, man, at 28, I, I, it just hurt my feelings. I was really, I was like, see, this ain't this ain't much for me. So started a little club on the north side, my, me and one of my partners, and I started a comedy night over there. And uh, Jerry Ford, I think it was. Jerry Ford was a local comic. He came and he saw me and he went back and told Rushon McDonald. And Rushon McDonald and David Rayburn had formed a hip hop comedy stop at that point. Well, I couldn't go to the hip hop comedy stop because I ain't always been a comic. And uh, I spent most of my adult life on probation and <laughs> being David okay. Rayburn. Yeah. David had arrested me. David, okay. David had arrested me. So and he knew who you were. Right? He, he, okay. At that point, I don't think David uh, remembered me. He remembered the name when they, when they brought it to him but and said, hey. you never forget the cop that no, arrested you. No, I don't forget the cop never that arrested me because, I mean, we went to court and they were trying to, you know, yeah. put me away. So uh, when Jerry went and told Rashawn, Rashawn came to see me. He said, hey, man, I need you at my club. I told him I can't go to your club because of your partner. He said, I'll deal with David. So when he went to David with it, David was like, I vaguely remember him, man, but that's a bad dude, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, Rashawn was like, man, you know, just just give him, give him a chance. He's trying to do something different. Whatever. So I came over there, and uh, once again, I mean, the first time me and David laid eyes on each other, it was like a scene out of New Jack City with Ice-T Ice and, and uh, Wesley Snipes standing at each other like, nah, yeah. something ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> something ain't right by the old boy right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um. Uh, we went over there, man, and their rule at the time was because they had an amateur night. And this back when Destiny's Child was girls' time. Okay. And they had an amateur night, and they was it was rough on Thursday. Boo. 
So the rule was then you had to survive three weeks in a row without getting booed before you could perform on the weekend. Not you did two weeks and then you got booed and then you did another week. No, you had to go three weeks straight without getting booed before you could perform on the weekend. Now, is that, so how many nights a week were you performing if you go through? Just the Thursday night. Just um, Thursday I mean, night. if you perform on the weekend. Before you perform on the weekend. You, you had to do the amateur night, which was Thursday. Okay. So um, I, did the, I went in there and I did the Thursday night and Rushan called me that Friday morning. Hey man, what you doing this weekend? I said nothing. Well, I was like, I need you. I need you at my club. I, and so I'm scared now. I'm like, well, I thought I thought the rule was you you got because you know these guys were coming from Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I thought you had to survive through it. No, you ready, man? Come on. So he booked me that weekend. I can't remember who I opened for, but uh, that's when they told me about this audition that was coming up for Showtime at the Apollo. Right. So I go to the audition, and when I get there, everybody's telling me, "Hey man, you know you knew." Don't worry about it. You just get the experience. You're probably not going to get picked. But I'm like, who are y'all talking to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I didn't come for the experience. I came for the, came to, to win. win. Yeah. And um, we can curse on you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm so my show. You go ahead. When, when um, they get here, they had a, a list of rules. No shit jokes. No fart jokes. That's all, shit, that was all I had. And at that point. <laughs> you had to change the whole place. Yeah, at that point, I, I my, my, my whole routine was about uh, waking up. Thing you had to fart, find out you had shit. You know, now you're in the shower. I say, fuck it. I might as well go ahead and save some time. Shit, shower, and shave at the oh, same you time. Know, level 10. With, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, level 10 already. Right. Yeah, so um, they take the, my whole routine is gone. I can't do none of this. So I'm there. They, we finna audition in a few minutes. My routine is out the window. So I improv a whole set about my dad. And, uh, I was driving truck, uh, steak, uh, hot shot at the time, it was a steak bed truck, and they announced on the radio the winners was uh, Calvin Cat Eyes Lowry, Montana Taylor, and Rodney Bigham. And when they said my name, I freaked out. I pulled, I pulled the brake on the truck. I ran down the side of the freeway to a payphone. Called my mom, Mama, Mama, Mama. I'm gonna be on Showtime at the Apollo. Oh, that's good, baby. I hope they don't boo you. <laughs> mama already thank you mama out. i forgot about that point you know what i'm saying yeah, she trying to figure out how she gonna deal with it if they boo you yeah. on stage but uh man it was so crazy because like and i'm only i've been in the game maybe three four months mm -hmm. and i'm now i'm in new york and uh my homeboy right in hampton was playing for the giants at the time so david raybon and i end up flying to new york together right because mm -hmm. i had some kind of it wasn't a buddy pass, but it was a companion thing on the ticket or whatever. Yeah. So we fly down there together. He stayed with us at my homeboy house. Now, you know, this is the dude that put me in jail. And then we, we, we friends now. So we get here and nervous. Uh, Brandy had to be about 12 years old at the time. She's in the backstage area. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting makeup put on my face for the first time in my life. Right. And Tony Braxton who I didn't know who she was at the time. She's sitting in a chair, covered up with this white sheet, nothing sticking out but her head. I'm sitting in a chair next to her. Now, what year is this again? This is? This, oh, man. So, oh, this had to be 90? About 90. Yeah, 90, like 90, 90, 91 or something like that. Yeah, I, I, was, I graduated in 91. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make me feel real old. But I'm I look good, to, though. Man. You do, dude. But you I, I look real good. Now you do.
Yeah. I, I tell you now, I didn't, you know, when you said, well, you, you graduated, I was like, man, he looks great for his age, but you know, black. I appreciate crack, it, so man. But you know, I, only I thing I, I could have, you, man. only thing I can accredit it to is I don't drink or smoke. Yeah. I eat a lot of shit. I eat bad, but my, my, uh, cholesterol, my blood pressure, everything's fine, man. I don't know meds. There may be a tribute to drinking and smoking. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's that's the only thing I've right. never done. You know, I sold everything. Yeah. But I ain't never used it. <laughs> I sold everything. I never used right nothing. Now <laughs> <laughs> Any officers that are listening. I mean, they can't get me for the past. They missed. They, they, they missed out. You know what I'm saying? Know, well, you know what? In this uh, type of climate, man, um, I've heard some strange things. <laughs> you heard come up. back. You yeah, know what? We've know, been investigating this case since 19. Yeah, the case was never closed. Right. And you was in the area. That's crazy. Right? And so there you have it. And, and you know, so what are you thinking? Speaking of what's going on now, how, how are your, what are your feelings on how, uh, we are actually dealing with the changes, or not the changes, but just the things that's been happening. And when when I said changes, I was referring to um, the as much of the protesting that we have on a daily basis or weekly basis in different cities. And each time something happens or occurs, that protest seems to last about a week, but we still, it's like an ongoing thing now. You know, man, I'm 55. I'm a 55-year-old black man that uh, grew up in the South. I've had the gun put to my head um, more than once. Mm -hmm. One time I had the gun put to my head. Me and Jay Prince was together. Well, I had bought a, pick, a pickup truck, and uh, we were riding down Homestead. Just, you know, I just got this truck. We young kids. I'm like 19, 18, 19 years old. And uh, we get pulled over. And his cousin was driving the truck. I want to say it was Eric Blakely that was driving the truck. I'm on the passenger side, and Jay was in the middle. It was one of them, just single bench yeah. seat in the front. Um, pull us over. You know, I ain't worried about nothing. I know it's, when you just bought the truck, I ain't got no warrants, nothing. So we had just left a jack in the box. We eating tacos. And, uh, this little skinny cop pull on the side, walk up on the side of, on my side. And, uh, Jay said something that made me laugh. I don't remember what it was he said, but I spit the taco on the window. Right. When I bust out laughing, taco just hit the window. So I don't know if he thought we was laughing at him because oh, yeah. his tie was almost as wide as his chest. That's how skinny he was. But he left and he came back. He said, get him, get him, get him. It's a hit on that plate. A hit on the plate. He snatched the door open. He pulls me out, throw me up against the bed of the truck. All right. Well, Jay went to get out of the truck. And the guy took the gun and put it to the back of my head. He said, don't move. Tell him don't move. I said, Jay, please don't move, man. You know what I'm saying? I can still feel that gun. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? I can feel that. Um. So I, I, I understand where people coming from. We're tired of that. You know what I'm saying? And it was no warrants or nothing. They were saying the truck was stolen. The truck wasn't stolen. All the paperwork right here. You know what I'm saying? So the, and I, I try to be careful with how I say stuff because I, my mouth gave me in so much trouble. You're and, I think, and, and, territory. But, but, and black people get mad at me a lot because I guess I ain't black enough sometimes. Because sometimes I feel like some of the stuff we do can be avoided. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like the young man that got shot. And I'm not, and I hope I don't step on his family's toes and, uh, and hurt nobody's feelings. The young man that got shot in the back seven times the other day, was it wrong? Yes. Yeah. But you got to cop walk, two white cops walking behind you with their guns drawn, telling you to stop and you keep walking. You go to a car, you open the door, you reach in. I would have shot him. I wouldn't have shot him that many times. But I, you know, I don't know what he's going for. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The, the first shot, 
the first shot that the officer that was directly he, behind him. I won't. I'm not justifying it, but I we can see why it happened. Um, however, that second shot came from the second officer, and you can tell it was just a reaction, like he was scared. I and mean, so when he shot, he shot like you know it's it's a reaction. But shot. it was seven shots. What arrest right. them come from? When the second officer shot, if you look at the first officer who shot him, mm -hmm. he had the same reaction, and he just kept going. It's crazy. He just kept going. So it was all, it was the you, you holding him. Yeah, six of them were just reaction shots from hearing the gunfire, and that's how when you hear officers, and in my opinion, you hear officers, and, and it's you say, well, this guy was shot twenty times, or they they let off forty rounds. When everybody's shooting, right? When when once you hear it, you let go. And you know, and here's the thing: I I tell everybody as as police officers, sometimes they they come to the scene and they just jump on the pile. Yep. Because they're, they're outnumbered everywhere. They're outnumbered everywhere they go. They come in hot. A you lot know, if you put on an event and you and you got uh, 350 people, they tell you, well, you got to have four cops. Mm -hmm. Four cops to 350 people? They're outnumbered. But, right, but don't you think that the officers have to do the math that if it's 300 people, you got 400 cops, not all of these people are going to turn against me. Yeah, and I so understand what, what, that. But how many my, times have that my happened? thing is this. You're my brother. All right. I come up on the scene. I see you fight. Do you want me to say, hey, what happened? Who started? Or you want me to get in? I want you to get in. Okay. That's their philosophy. Yeah. They they jump on the pile. So I get that. But at the same time, it seems to be like they can't try to deal with us. They just shoot us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, well, I think a lot of this is fear, though. White, white, white guys with guns in their hand get to go to Burger King, get water and all that stuff. We get shot. With a pair of scissors, we get shot with our hands on our head. You know Sleep. what I'm saying? And 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 they and they always fear a lot of it. Is, that's a blue plus clan. Yeah, I think you know you know. Did don't you hear that the guy that uh um that killed the Trump supporter in Portland, they tried to arrest him last night, and he was killed. Mm. And so that to me, was you know like, what I'm saying? Like, so you know how we think. We're like, no. Yeah. Let's go back to the original part of the question you was asking me about the protest. Because when they had the George Floyd protest, I didn't go. Okay. Jay Prince was down there. Billy D. Washington was down there. Some other comics. So some people that know me didn't know that I know these people was like, bro, why you weren't down there? You always had something to say. Why weren't you down there? I wasn't down there because, and people, when I say this, people get mad at me. Uh, your boy that owns the Breakfast Club, I can't think of his name right now. He, he, me and him got, he got, what are you doing then? You want to talk about what? I, I, my thing is, pro t the marching don't work. Because if the marching worked, why are we still being shot? So you shoot us, so we march because we tired of being shot, but then we get, we get shot again, then we get shot. So the marching not work. I'm not saying don't do nothing, and I'm saying nothing don't need to be done, but that's not working. Mm -hmm. Now, I could use, my influence in my voice and tell youngsters, hey, man, shoot back. Don't be a victim. You know, because we, we went on a little spree around here where we they had four or five people hanging talking about suicide. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, that was that was all in, in the span of maybe a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. You know, I don't believe that at all. You, you, you're you not going to tell me that these guys hung themselves. That's, those murders. Outside. Period. In public. Yeah. No, Period. You hear so, well, we got videotape of the kid over at the high school. Well, where is it? Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. You, you, sh they show us videotape of everything else. So they say they got 
proof that this kid hung himself because it's on videotape. Where is it? That's you know, so things are get, are going to get worse. Well, in, in any protest, even it, with with when King and all of our civil rights leaders of the past when they march, obviously um, they use the violent protest, which it wasn't on our end, right? It mm-hmm. was on the other side, but they used that as fuel to galvanize the marching. So he knew you needed both, but he knew that we, it couldn't come from us. It had to come from the other side. And so it takes a little bit of both to get things done. So I'm not justifying any violence whatsoever. I'm just saying that sometimes when you light something on fire, everybody seems to pay more attention as yeah. opposed to when you don't do anything. Well, I, I could I could tell you by setting stuff on fire and making people pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to get no trouble. Uh, no, 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 this is old. This is long, long yeah, time ago. Long, yeah, long, yeah. long, long time ago. Uh. Now, now we, if we, so I recently I seen you. Uh, you were on. You were at Salon One Eighty. Yeah, shout out to Salon One Eighty. Uh, With Keisha Hunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that was. Uh, you all have that's a comedy show that's running. A comedy special. Yeah, she doing her little shows on Sunday nights over yeah. there. Uh, they're doing their best to practice social distancing. You yeah, know, I've seen the and, videos; it's pretty clean. Yeah, it yeah. is, man. But you know, just like uh, last night, I went over. Leroy the Third has a spot over on uh, Main Street, and I went over there to uh, take a friend of mine, my fan Madeline. She uh, bought this mach- this massage gun, and I had one and picked it up for it, and I was okay, taking it right to her. We don't need to get into all this. No, it's a, this is a this is a medical <laughs> device, bro. <laughs> right. Now you know whatever you use it for, that's on you. But, it's, but anyway, I was over there and. Some of the comics was out. I hadn't seen them in a while. So I'm, I'm going to sit and talk. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody want to hug me. That's natural reaction. I, I get it. Right. Plus, you're, you're a comedian. So, you mean that means you bring that energy that everybody wants to kind of draw from. So, I, but, so instead of being rude, now nah, I got to go home because I'm 55. I don't want to yeah. be sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. You, 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 you miss me. I ain't seen you, bro. But I call everybody. Yeah. I'm texting them all. Hey man, I'm just checking on you, man. See, it's something about the human touch. Though. I I get it. I get it. My mom, my mama is come hug me. Come, mama. You're 81 years old, baby. You say I don't want. I don't want to get you sick. I right. drive Uber. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm got people in the car with me all the time. I know yeah. I've been exposed to. It. My son, he got a, a new baby. Uh, my little grandson Jordan ought to be about three weeks now. I went to see him a couple of days ago for the first time. Sitting there holding the baby. My son walks by and take the mask off my face. What you doing, man? Man, I don't want my baby looking at you like some kind of monster. You in my house acting like you scared of a virus. Dude. How old is the baby? He's about two or three weeks. Well, he don't know what you are anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. But yeah. I mean, but we gotta take this stuff serious. Yeah, yeah. We have to we have to make sure we are guard against um getting sick. Even though you know, they talk about a vaccine coming, which I think even they mentioning be, I won't be taking it. Oh, you're not gonna take it. I don't take the flu anti, shot. Uh, I I'm anti medicine. Yeah. All I'm, medicine or just if you see me taking some medicine, bro, I'm really, really feeling bad. You know what I'm saying? If if I got a cold, I'm going to just let it run its course. But unless I cough up blood, okay, now nah, I might need to go. Now, see, I you take know. medicine, but I've never taken the flu shot because it, it just baffled me that you're going to give me the flu. The flu, yeah. Right? And, um, well, you know what? Let's, let's, let me go here. You had a event that someone changed your life, right? Mm-hmm. You were in an accident. Yeah. Yeah. T- tell me about that. What oh, you talking about life? the truck? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Mark Henry. Okay, I didn't hear that one. I know about the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I know about the you know what Mark Henry is, right? No, I'm, I'm, okay. you know, I'm from uh, Detroit, so you got to school me up. Nah, Mark Henry is a – Mark Henry was a, uh Olympic powerlifter and a professional wrestler with the WWE. 
okay. for years. Yeah, we had a we had a little dance. Oh, you ain't say wrestling was fake or something. He's smack, no, like, as a matter of fact, the, dude, I didn't even know it was him for years. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm in Austin, not supposed to be in Austin, because like I said, I spent most of my adult life on probation. But I had got a permit to do a show in Dallas that Saturday. Well, my probation officer was gone home, and these people called me because I'm like the replacement killer in the comedy game. Okay. When somebody don't show up or they, they can't make it, call Rodney. We know Rodney, he, he, he funny, he can come. So I get called the last minute, hey, man, can you come down here and do this? Somebody, I said, you know what, eh, go pick up that little $400. Get out of Austin, go on down, you know, 35 to Dallas. I'm good. Wrong. Okay, <laughs> I go here, it is me, uh, Leslie Jones, the girl, the black girl from uh, Ghostbusters. Okay. We're there, and uh, the guy that's supposed to be hosting the show, I can never think of his name. I want to say it was John Lasseter, but I, I can't, I'm not sure. Anyway, he was running late. So Leslie and I was outside on 6th Street. We're trying to get people to come in the club, build up a crowd. So finally, they say, look, man, he's at the hotel. Won't you go ahead and host the show? Let him feature. And so we can get the thing started. I said, okay. So they got people shooting pool, TVs going. So I'm trying to get control of everything in the room. You hear a guy upstairs say, man, I can't hear. Yeah, he upstairs in the balcony in the back. I say, sir, I don't know too much about the sound system in the club, but there's some uh, tables available down here if you want to come down here. Fuck that. Make it work. Hold on, hold on. Right, I'm going to stop you right there. Because something tells me you ain't really quite said it that way. Yeah, uh, like, I said it that oh, way. Sir, if you want to come down. Yeah, at, the, at that point, I said, because I don't like dealing with hecklers. I only okay. do because I'm mean. Okay. Let's See, get that I, part I, straight. I, I would rather, okay. I know I'm mean and I can, I'm going to hurt your feelings eventually. <laughs> so he didn't want to come. I said, all right, we're going to ignore that idiot. He just wanted to be heard. So I'm going on with my thing, right? Uh -huh. So after a while, he started again. So now I'm at him. So we're going back for him and I'm tearing him up. So then everybody's laughing at him. He goes, all right, that was funny, but I hope you ain't got no more than five minutes left. I say five minutes was enough for your mama last night, punk. She got satisfied. So he said, I yeah. bet I come down there and kick your ass for five minutes. I said, well, I can't stop you from talking. I know I can't stop you from walking, but don't come singing. Come swinging. I'm talking trash. Oh, you right? talking much trash. So he stood up, and he leaned over the rail, and I said, man, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You know what I'm saying? So he, he uh, now, three guys had told me that they was promoters of this show uh -huh. on, on the club two guys told me they was bouncing five men right he gets up and walked toward the back of the club to come downstairs i unscrewed the pole from the base of the mic stand don't know how i did it that fast because i've tried to do it again can't do it i unscrewed that pole real fast because i'm standing there with a pair of sandals on some white slacks and rings it don't matter what i'm wearing i could have been combat ready this dude's finna beat yeah, me up it's about to happen. right so he comes down he and i make the announcement that somebody needs to say that man, that man in trouble. I got this pole in my hand, right? Y'all see, and so everybody looking at me like, okay, what you gonna do now? You talking all that trash? Okay. He comes to the stage, and the stage is a little higher than this desk, probably about this high, right? He's looking for the steps. They were over to my right. He he just got tired of looking for them and went room. I said, oh. <laughs> he hopped. Up. What kind of what is this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once again, what is this? So. He said, what's up? And his chest looked like two briskets that was about to bounce out his shirt, right? So I'm looking around. Swat up. And I swear to God, he did this. I said, oh, you that nigga? <laughs> oh, really? So this time, I cocked, meet you, sir. man, look, I cocked back like a pitcher, brought my left leg off the floor. Oh, wow. Caught him right behind his ear. He went down in a seated position, fist balled up, eyes open. He looking at me. And he fell over, blood trickling from the back of his head. 
I go in survival mode. Still cool. Uh, I'm sorry y'all had to see that, but I couldn't let that man harm me. I jumped off the stage about as good as he jumped up there. <laughs> I went out the door to the hotel, got in my car, got all my stuff, got in my car. I'm leaving Waco because the police are coming. I mean, I'm leaving Austin. The police coming out because I know I ain't supposed to be here. I ain't got a travel permit to be in Austin. Yeah. I got to leave. So I didn't get my money. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the dudes come, man, you need to come back over here and talk to the police. Now I ain't come talk to nobody. Yeah. So by the time I get to Waco, Hope Flood calls me from California. So because Leslie and everybody knew me and Hope was real tight. So I'm, I'm assuming Leslie called Hope. Hope said, man, what you doing? I said, I'm on my way to Dallas. Why, what's up? I heard you just killed a nigga down there in Texas. I said, Hope, please don't tell me that boy did. She said, you really just had a fight? I said, it wasn't really a fight, Hope, but I hit him in here with a pipe. She said, hold on, let me call you back. She called back. She goes, nah, man, you ain't killing, but it's a good thing you left her, right? And they said, that nigga woke up and whooped both the bouncers in the club. I said, Hope, that was a big dude. She said, Rodney, you big. I said, this is a bigger nigga. <laughs> I said, I, always somebody bigger. I ain't never seen, man, I've never seen nothing yeah. like that up close in my life, dude. I was like, you know, so they say he looked for me for like two years. I didn't still didn't know who he was. So, uh, <laughs> one day I'm on Facebook and, you know, you post, how was I when we first met? Was I cool? Was I did? Yeah. This dude said you was about to get your ass whooped by the world's strongest man, but you had a pipe in your hand. I said, damn, you was there that night? He said, yeah, I was one of the promoters. I'm like, damn. So we laughed, and he kept saying the world's strongest man. Why you keep referring to this dude as the world's strongest? He said, man, you don't know who that was? I said, no. He said, man, that was Mark Henry. Mark Henry, I think he was a silver medalist, a bronze medalist in powerlifting in the Olympics, and he went on to be a wrestler for the W. They tell me, they tell me to this day at 53 years old, he could still just Junk a, dunk a basketball. He's just he's a freak of nature, dude. When I tell you this dude looked like something out of the gorilla from uh, the mist when he just jumped up on that stage, he just broad jumped it. Wow. I was like, oh, two drops of pee came out. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's even fight. That's an even fight, my book. Yeah, like, man. that type of weight. Here's the deal. Something. Uh, when we fighting, ain't no rules. It's yeah, not boxing. Yeah. It's not wrestling. This yeah. is a fight. So you yeah, know he's going trained for this moment. Yeah. I, I'm not trained for this. Uh, well, I was trained for it. Make it even. I was trained for it. Ghetto the street yeah, training. Yeah, I yeah, pick up yeah. my mama. You pick up something and hit him in his damn head. And I, mama, I did what mama told me to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm in kindergarten. Like, I'm happy for you that, that that second one got him. Yeah, that, man. That second one put him to sleep. Yeah. But I, I understand. But I do understand when you said you had to uh, burn out. I've been in that situation well, myself. My thing was, I don't know if he got a gun. Was nobody checking him at the door. I don't know if he's got friends in the club. I know what I got and what I don't got. You know what I mean? I don't have nobody here with me. I don't have no weapons. When he came down, he was on a mission. He had to make yeah, it yeah. good. Yeah, so I, he left I had to make it good, too. Yeah. Well, I heard uh, as another wrestler from the area who say he talked to him, and he's, he claims he wasn't coming to fight. He was trying to scare me and try to think and make it funny, part of, like try to be part of the show. Mm -hmm. Well, he succeeded. He scared me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he part of the show, and too. he was part of the show. He yeah, he's a scene. I hope he think it was funny. So this, this, <laughs> now, did this happen before or after the trucking accident? I was way before the trucking accident. It was way before the trucking. Accident. Yeah, the trucking accident, and it wasn't really an accident. It was crazy, man. You know, um, you got to be careful what how you ask God for something because God God don't know how to answer in the way that we want to be answered. You know what I'm saying? I had been driving that truck. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, it's a deal, man. You, and, you, and when he answers you. He don't know how to answer it. You, way you got, when he answers you, you got to decipher it. You know, like in the Bible, it's, 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 uh, you got to, you know, figure it out what it's saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's not going to be plain enough for you. You right. got you to gotta analyze it. So I had been driving this truck, and I was looking for a way out of the truck. And I went to my real estate classes, passed all of them, decided I didn't want to do that because I think it's a crooked business. That's my opinion of it. And uh, I said, I don't want to go into 2016 driving this truck. Yeah. So broke the truck down. Hope needs a whole transmission. To fix the truck is going to break me. Well, I do. I put the whole $5,000 into the truck. I get the transmission rebuilt and say, you know what? I need a front bump. I might as well put a front bump on it too. And now I'm now I'm going from local driving to over the road because I got to get this money back. Okay. You know, so I took a load to San Antonio and this white smoke came in the truck on my way back. I stopped, pulled over, don't smell nothing burning, can't find it nowhere, stopped, called one of my homeboys that had been driving for years. He said, well, man, is it running? I said, yeah, it's running fine. He said, well, get to the yard and we'll look at it. Drive it to the yard, we can't find nothing wrong. So drove it that Monday and that Tuesday, I picked up a load going to Alabama. Got up that Tuesday night in the middle of the night. I'm going to head to Alabama to be there for Wednesday morning. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Anyway, <clears throat> I get to Alabama, and uh, I had been on the phone with a friend of mine. She went, We went to high school together. which says she, had stayed, cause she and I started working out together. We weren't dating or nothing at the time. And uh, she was just keeping me company on the phone because I wasn't used to driving all night like that. So yeah. get to Alabama. I'm at my exit. She said, all right, I got to go get ready for work. I said, okay, you go get ready for work. I'm going to go make this delivery because I'm making my exit. By the time you get out of the shower and get dressed and go on your way to work, I can talk to you on the way back for a little while. Then I'm going to take me a nap so I can get back home. Violating all the, the trucking hours. We ain't worried about it. But anyway, she said, okay, hang the phone up. Here comes this mysterious smoke again. All right? But like Kobe, I ain't stopping. I got you. Now, I'm too close now. I don't know what the smoke is, but I've seen it before, so I'm cracking the windows. But now this smoke is getting intense. It's and I, it, it's odorless. It's an odorless smell. Um. So I I make my exit off the freeway, and I make up my mind I'm not going to drive it back to Houston. Greg is another driver that's behind me by five hours. I'm gonna catch a ride back with him. Didn't really want to ride with Greg because Greg was your typical truck driver. He he stank. You know. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to ride back with Greg, right? So Greg using that, that spray shower stuff. Yeah, he ain't doing that, man. He's a grown man with the sagging pants and the you know, underwear. He'd be, he'd be like, man, you had them Calvin Klein's on five days, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, uh, when I made the exit, there was a little tray in the center of the truck that slid out, and there was a ball of fire inside the truck with me. So I said, oh, shoot, it's, on, it's actually on fire. So I pull over on the side of the exit ramp to... Get my fire extinguisher. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when I when I reach to get the fire extinguisher, I'm thinking to myself, get the phone in case the truck burn up because you gotta have your phone. I reach to get the fire extinguisher. I look in the mirror. I see the trailer behind me rolling over. I said, okay, what's making it roll over now? You know what I'm saying? So I undo the seatbelt. I'm trying to get out, and I said, Lord, don't let me die like my brother because my brother died in an overturned truck, okay. and I knew my mama wouldn't be able to deal with losing both her sons the exact same way. And as soon as I said that, the truck went. Slammed over. So I wake up and I'm floating. And this is in Alabama. This is election year when Donald Trump was doing all his races, throwing out. Yeah. I wake up and I see four white boys running across the field with me in Alabama. I'm, I don't know if I'm being rescued or, or kidnapped. Right, we're not going to let them burn. <laughs> we got something better. I say, hold up. <laughs> I say, let me go. So they, 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 they put me down. I realize there's nothing broke. I'm standing up, right? So 
I first thing I asked for was where's my phone? Where's my phone? Yeah, because you know, black man, we gotta know where the phone is. That phone can't get in everybody's hands. <laughs> my son already know if you find me shot, shoot the phone with the same hey, gun. I am the kill, same way. Kill that phone. I'm the same. I'm divorced. I still want my son. Hey, you know what I'm saying? The phone belongs to him. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, burn it once you get it. One of my one of my best friends, uh, he went to jail and I went to his wife's house and I was like, you know, I need them keys there and his phone. You need his phone? Yeah, I need his phone. What you need for I I got to have the phone. Just just give me <laughs> <laughs> I was going through. Yeah, good thing I took this phone. That's, a, that's yeah. the second part. Why we going? <laughs> <Look, through>. Yeah, <laughs> all right. You've been, been holding out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell me. Oh yeah. Hold up a bit. Wait a minute. Is that my girl? No, I just play. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, they take me to the hospital. Um, this ear was torn off. This eye was closed. Broke a couple of teeth. Say I got a lacerated liver. They got to do uh, surgery in the morning. I said, Lord, don't let these people cut me open way down here in Alabama. I ain't got no insurance. Mama can't get all the way down here. She's going to be worried. You know, so I'm laying there doing my thing. I ain't got no phone. Can't call nobody. And uh, finally, I get in touch with my sister through uh, an ex-girlfriend because that's the only phone number I could think of that knew my kids' numbers. Right? So without calling my mom and dad, I didn't want to call them. So, um, you gotta, you, like I say, man, you got to listen to how God worked because I said, God, I don't want to go into 2016 driving this truck. He broke it down. I fixed it. Mm-hmm. He set it on fire. I'm trying to put it out. Yeah. The only thing that burned up on that scene was a truck. That load didn't get any smoke damage. Mm-hmm. I didn't get one burn. The truck burned to a pile of, you can't fix it now. It ain't nothing left. You know what I'm saying? If, when, if I show you that pile, you'd be like, well, there's a truck. Well, there's a truck tired. So that must, yeah, and there's a load in it, but no truck burned up. So I'm in the hospital, man, and they say they got to do surgery on me or whatever. So I finally get in touch with my sister. I say, do me a favor. Go on Facebook, find Rose Sharp. She's a classmate of mine. I was on the phone with her. She was waiting on me to call her back. Find Rose and tell her what happened so she won't be worried. I know she calling that phone. She said, okay. So I'm laying in ICU and I see all these men with their wives and girlfriends or whatever taking care of them. And I'm sitting there and I said these exact words. Lord, I've been a whole all my life and I'm probably going to die by myself, but not today. I need somebody to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Right? So the doctor comes in the next morning, get ready for surgery, take me to surgery. Say, you know what? Let's put him back in the tube one more time because I don't really see no blood in his urine. Cause they had put the catheter in me and everything getting ready. Man, look like your liver healed overnight. Lord, don't let me die like my brother. Lord, don't let him cut me open. Right? So I get in touch with my sister again. Tell them good news. I ain't going to do surgery. I'm going to heal up and everything. I say, well, you ever get in touch with Rose? Rose on the airplane. Where Rose going? To Mobile, Alabama. I say, what? Yeah. She coming. Lord, don't let me die. Lord, don't let him cut me open. Lord, send me somebody. Rose stepped around that corner. I said, man, what you doing here? She said, I don't know. I said, what you mean you don't know? She said, I was getting ready for bed last night. I look in the mirror, and I just heard some voice say, go take care of writing. So I got on the airplane this morning. Yeah. So, but now, you know, we dated for a while, and she's still a really, really good friend of mine. And uh, we broke up for, uh, that's personal. But anyway, I, uh, yeah, man, 
you know, at the three things I asked no, God for. Everybody want to know why y'all broke up, Roddy, but go ahead. I mean, everybody want <laughs> Yeah, everybody want to know. Everybody want to know, but I ain't. You, you, mean, you made it so, you know, it was TV moment right there where she showed up in the hospital room. You laying in yeah. the bed. You turn over. You thinking you by yourself. You hear the other family talking. Beautiful person, and man. Probably over, probably, probably one of the one of the uh, the sweetest women that's ever been in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if, I, if, if I hadn't have broke up with her when I did, we probably would end up hating each other. Yeah. But now we're still friends. This way we're still friends. And the crazy part is uh, a few months ago, maybe two or three months ago, we had a storm come through here. And when I was and I was sleeping like because I'm waiting on this storm because my house flooded during Harvey because I don't want to wake up with water in the house. So I'm trying to sleep like and I say, well, you know what? It didn't rain. So when I look at the TV and see where the storm went, I said, well, that's in my son's area and Rose area. So let me call him. I called my son. Sure enough, he had just drove his car in the water. Man, I just flooded my car. I said, where you at, son? I'm at home. I said, you safe? Good. All right, when the sun come up, I come see you. Calling Rose. Straight to voicemail. It is for something in the morning. Maybe she got a phone off. Steady calling. I finally hear from her about 2, 3 o'clock that afternoon. She called me. She texted me from a strange number. This is my temporary number. I'll call you later and let you know what's going on. I said, good, because I was about to come do a well check at your house and come knock on your door. I don't like going to people's house unannounced. But I was about to go knock on the door. She said, wow, you thought something had happened to me? I said, yeah. You know, because we don't go like that without talking to each other. If I text or call or whatever, she's going to call back and vice versa. Talk to her the next day. She said, you really thought something happened to me? I said, yeah. You know, she said, wow. I said, what? She said, lightning struck the tree right outside my townhouse and burnt it to the ground. Me and my daughter got out with nothing but the clothes on our back. She lost everything. So we both escaped fire with our lives barely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, that's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. Now, do you think that, that this getting off on a different subject, man. You know, we won't, I don't even touch it. No, you know, go to it. Whatever. I was gonna say, you think that God is telling you or pushing you in that direction and saying, hey, this is what you need. I'm giving you what you need. I took away what you didn't need and I'm giving you what you need, but you just have to hear it because just like you said earlier, sometimes, well, in your words, <laughs> God don't know. Yeah, you know, because like you know, instead of just saying, "Hey, instead of saying, hey, Rod, I'm trying to burn this truck up," he knocked me out, man. Gave me a black eye, knocked some teeth out of my mouth, gave me a concussion. Well, you know what? You were supposed to get that on the stage. I got a concussion, everything. I'm like, look at Jesus. You could have said, "Hey, man, look, I'm trying to burn this truck up." You were supposed to get it on the stage, Roddy, but you didn't get that. You got eyes. Nah, you know, you know, he was supposed to get his lesson that night. See, that was that's all it was. That was a David and Goliath moment. He was being a bully, and he had to get checked. I see, I see. You know what I'm saying? Ways. Like, you could have, if you'd have went through that at some point. No, he was the one getting disciplined that night because he, he he started it. He was wrong. And God was like, you know what? I'm going to let the little man thump you. Nah, I, I, yeah. I ain't yeah. scared of him. <laughs> I just, hey, I, man, look. I hear you on that. Whooped his ass once. I whooped his ass No, again. no, no, no. We, Call no, him. No. <laughs> Get him on the phone. I don't want to be Tell him where we at. No parts of this. I am. Tell him uh, where. Am I good? Do I have my gun? <laughs> where you at? Come on, right now we got to fight the studio, man. Like, it is what it is. It's going to happen. So, I ain't scared. Yeah, but you know what? God has a way of putting people in our life like that to, to show us. Uh, and and, and, and that relationship may have God just been for a season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I said I need somebody to take care of me, I, yeah. and I know I'm going to be by myself. So, yeah. You know, so I got to send somebody to take care of you. Yeah, now you by yourself again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, though. I hear you, though. The thing is that uh, I had uh, I'm, I also have a background in trucking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was a manager at Coca Cola over the over the driver. So it's funny how uh, things do 
connect like that. How God put people in your life. Yeah. All right. And then you see that connection. So did you ever drive though? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, you ain't got no, no history and trucking. Yeah, you you just cold. made some money. You I don't told know what to do though. You I don't know, but you I ain't. Know, but you I ain't never drove that like, truck. Hey, you need to take this truck and go here. Or there. But you ain't never drove that truck. It's, it's different. That's a totally no. different animal. No, but hey, I told him you're not driving it correctly. So that's <laughs> what you think about these self-driving trucks now? Um, they scary. Yeah, all of it's scary. It's scary because you're gonna have a moment where you're gonna have self-driving vehicles and vehicles operated by human beings. That our right. normal way see, on the road at the same time, but man, you know, and and this all, and I'm and I'm I'm kind of a, a conspiracy theorist person. Um, the whole pandemic, and I don't want to say that it's a hoax because it's not a hoax because people are dying. I don't want to nobody go well. My my grandmother died. He's sitting there saying it ain't real. It's real, but I think we're being exterminated. I think it's a purge. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, the oh, the government mm-hmm. is trying to get rid of older people mm-hmm. for various reasons because you got nationwide regentrification and who owns most of that property close to downtown? Older people who don't want to sell their house. Well, I don't want to move. I'm not. I've been here all my life. Let's get rid of them. Right? You get rid of them. Some of the kids don't want their property. They're gonna sell it, or either you the black people don't have a will, or they behind on the taxes. All kind of stuff. There's ways to get it. So now you don't have to pay Social Security. You don't have to, and you can get this property for what you want it for. So it, it it gets deeper because our fearless leader is one of these that believe in the rich being here and everybody else being down there. So this world is about to be the haves and the have-nots real soon. The work world is changing so much too. Sooner or later, nobody's going into the office. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You'll probably be doing this from a room in your house. Uh, I know of a company, I think it's mobilized that I just heard about the other day. They just told their employees, y'all are never coming back to the office. We're saving a hundred grand a month. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The school system so is going to see that also. They're going to tell you, oh man, the air quality is better with less cars on the road now. Mm-hmm. It's just better for everybody to work from the house. You know what I'm saying? And we've been George Jetson, the Jetsons basically always fired George over the TV. George son, you know, yeah. so that, and now everybody doing zoom calls and meetings at their offices and everything. Which and I hate, but, uh, we're going to this cashless America, cashless society. You know what I'm saying? So, and the way they're telling us how, why they want us to use the cars. Well, we have a shortage of change. What happened? The quarters caught the cold too? Yeah, I mean, I, what happened to the change? Well, okay. So with the change, and, I, and I'll, I'll give you some things don't add up. And I'm one of, one of those conspiracy believers myself. Right. But not fully, not on everything. The coin shortage is because you have, a large amount of people at home, right? And so we're not out interchanging or giving with. So the coins in the draw, in the dress on, on the draw. I have. A, I took mine I to the store. I have a. And, and give, I have a give them to me. I'll no, take. No, I'm, I'm gonna keep them because you know I was at uh, <laughs> I was at one of the restaurants and they asked me, did I want to uh, donate my change because of the change shortage? And I said right. no. Oh, like, I got change. enough money. Give me my change. I yeah. Told, you know what I told the guys? I tell you what. I give you this penny if you give me two back. <laughs> that's, that's how, that's how yeah. do it. Yeah, so I mean, if you it don't, you, you act more. like my change ain't much. Well, you give it to me then. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was at, I'm in a drive-thru and the lady said, it's 6.05, we ha- I'm going to have to round it up. Round it up to what? So, to, yeah. You know what They're I'm saying? not going to round it down. No, no. So for a nickel, you going to take 95 cents from me? No. I, I, no, I tell you what, I go on a diet. Take yeah, just, 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 I ain't yeah. going on a diet. Give me my money back. Yeah. They, I don't even want your food. Now, no what do you think about, so do you think all this is tied into, like, I believe it's all tied into, well, I won't say I believe, but I 
I am on somewhat of the bandwagon. This is all tied into Mars. You see that Jeff Bezos. And hey, man, let me show you something. There's a movie that Disney put out some years back called Wild E. Mm -hmm. It's a cartoon movie about a robot that's left on Earth mm -hmm. because there was some kind of pandemic, right? And all the people left Earth to go live in outer space in this little makeshift bubble. Okay. And you see everybody getting fat because everybody talking about they gaining weight during the pandemic. They're riding around on little hovers and they're looking at screens like the iPads and stuff like that, right? There was some kind of major company that took over Earth. This name was on everything, sort of like Amazon and Walmart. It was on the trains, on the bus and everything. And this little uh, robot was around here looking for vegetation, see if anything was growing. So if, if life, if people could come back to the Earth. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're not prepared to well, take see, certain people and leave. He just was saying. Uh, he who? Say his um, name. Well, say his Elon name. Musk, say his name. Elon Musk was saying how uh, he's going to, those who are going to Mars to, uh, the volunteers he have that he has going to Mars that they mm. will likely die on the planet um, because they'll be the first pioneers. But what I heard, and this is the, this is what I was told. So you have five situations, and this scientist said if you can disprove any of the five, here we can in story. And uh, one of the guys was supposedly in hiding, or they don't know where he's at. So you have um, Bill Gates and his foundation that is over vaccines and and med and the medical. You have Elon Musk. And SpaceX that's over travel. You have Jeff Bezos that's over infrastructure mm. that he's building on Mars. You have Space uh, Force, which is an actual thing, right? It's because it's a policing force. They need that. They got to keep the niggas in charge in line. They need mm. that in space. You got to have someone. I ain't going. People. I ain't going. Right. Then you also have uh, what they were saying was the reason the way they getting the children prepared is through them becoming. You know, you got kids who are what's it, pescatarians and vegetarians. They only eat, and then you got the impossible. And pansexuals. So they everything. Yeah, so they not. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating. They're eating uh, astronaut food right now. Nice and nasty. Yeah, uh, you know what? That shocked me. Dude, what was up with? The, how did that just? You out know, of the blue? I didn't see that coming. Well, I uh, the show Claws. When I, I I first started watching Claws, you know, I was like, I don't like the show. You know what I mean? I was like, Nisi, why are you on the show? Did she get down like that in the show? Everybody did. The whole show was just wild. Right. You know what I'm saying? Was... I ain't watched too many episodes of it because I stopped watching Empire. Because... And 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 don't get me wrong, people. I don't hate you if you gay, if you gay, you doing your thing. I just don't support that lifestyle. Well, I just was shocked that she that I don't protest it because her. everything you protest, you promote. So, but yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm not shocked. Yeah, it just threw me. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't shocked yeah. by it. I said, you I know what I'm saying? Coming, like we friends or something. Like I know her. Like, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Uh, but I, seriously, uh, she had just, she was gotten a divorce from um, a guy. You know, she was married to a man, and then she got a right. divorce. And then she wound up uh, marrying a woman a that act like a man. She's a stud. Yeah. So, you know what? That's also a question I always wanted to ask. Like, he, but you marry someone that acts like a man. It's, it's popular. So what is it? It's a popular thing right now. Uh, the gays are being rewarded for basically being gay. Um Magic Johnson's son, we didn't know who that boy was till he said he was gay. All of a sudden, he's a star. RuPaul had been out there for years. Now, all of a sudden, he's a star. You know what I'm saying? Well, RuPaul been been sort of a, Yeah, but he wasn't uh, like he is now. A D-list You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but, you know. For a long time. Um, And I'm going to catch hell for this anyway. <laughs> do what you got to do. Dude. The, the gays have more respect than God right now. I wouldn't say that. They, you can you can have gay clubs in school. The boys can run for the queen and everything else, but you can't say God in school. You can't say Christmas. I, I'll put it like this. 
this how this how I look at it, and this is this is true. No one could ever. They'll be outside marching in a minute. No, you no got, one could you ever, got Rodney Big. <laughs> no one could ever uh, have more respect or outpace a guy because he's going to show up every time, at any time. Well, you know, places. the devil's people working harder than God's people. Well, and everything I, and that's I was, done, everything that's done is done for his glory, though. And the devil, no matter what he does, has to get what? Permission to do whatever he wants to do. So God, not knows. all kids ask for permission. From well, God already know what you're gonna do before you yeah. do it. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, you know what you, some of your kids gonna do before they do it, but they still well, do it. That's not permission. That's actually permission from me. Yeah, God is a different story. I mean, you got your heavenly father, you got your earthly father, you got rankings. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 still with her. I, I was shocked. I was shocked how. I'm not shocked out. that none you of you think it. the girl took advantage of her, caught her at a bad moment. Yeah, I mean, curiosity licked the cat. <laughs> As simple as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the cat licked it back. Yeah, apparently. I mean, you know, so, hey, man, look. When I was a young single male out there in the world, I've uh, had some women friends that I've done some things with. And uh, one of them was married. And she decided she wanted to be with me and this other girl. And, man, next thing we know, she was just with girls after that. You know what I'm saying? Took her kids, left her husband. We was like, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was fun last night. That wasn't so supposed to You know, but yeah. Rodney. So you caused that? No, the no. girl caused it because she she, she didn't. She, as, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I might have been the one turned over. <laughs> she, after the last night with me, she ain't want me in no more. Hey, I don't know. So do you, you know, speaking just speaking of that of women's lip and and a, a different tone, but and or tense. Do you think that all of this is coming from the fact that women want to see themselves as equals? More so in Man, everything look, that we I've do. I've talked with so many different people, men and women gay, right? Because I'm curious. I don't because I don't want people thinking, "Wait, well, you hate them or no?" No, I just want to know where your head is because there's too many different levels to this gay thing for me, right? So you're a man that's dressed like a woman. If I, I call you a transvestite, I'm not a transvestite. I'm a crossdresser. Well, I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not going to walk up and grab you by the, you know, the seat. So, you know, so some of them want to be cross-dressed, some want to be transvestites. Then you got um, the pansexuals. You heard oh, I know what that is. Dude. I had a young lady telling me that she was talking about this relationship and the way she was talking, I can tell it was with another girl. So I asked her, and she was like, well, I've dated guys before. I said, so you bisexual? She said, no, bisexual is gay. I'm pansexual. I said, what's that? She said, I don't see sex. It's like, I don't see you as a man. I said, yeah, you do. Yeah, you see me as a man because that's all you see. see. You as. She just see people, she said. So that's what. So, you know, so then I was talking. just making up stuff now. Yeah, just making up stuff. Like, and I was talking to this one white guy, and he was like, yeah, you're right, right, and there's a bunch of levels to this because I'm gay, and I've never had anal sex. I'm like, what? I said, nah, dude, you you still, you still, uh, <laughs> you still pledging. You ain't been jumped in right, yet. Where you, you at? <laughs> where, where are you hanging at? You have these I said, you just pledging gay. You ain't quite crossed <laughs> over yet. You know, uh, and I, I look at the the Wayne Wade situation with his son. I, you know, yeah. I you know, man, three years old. You telling me this kid knew what he was? He he had the uh, the the mental capacity to now, make that kind of decision. Obviously, we wasn't there in the house with his son, with him and his son. Man, but listen, we do know we see let me tell kids you where little boys do things. We we correct them on the spot. We correct them. You 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 got them. If you don't if you don't edge your grass, it'll grow in the street. So everything has to be. Raised kids are like sponges. If I take a black baby and drop him off in China, he gonna be 
Jack don't buy and eating with sticks. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So the product, case in point, one of my sons, he was a baby. He had his little training pants on. He learned how to go to the bathroom. My wife and I sitting down folding clothes. And she tell him, here, go put your panties in your room. And he said, okay. I said, hold up, come back here. Come back here. She said, well, I said, my nigga don't want no panties. You wear drawers. You saw he my said, face. Like, she said, she go, oh, I, I, you know, I just made my, I said, yeah, you made a mistake. But you teaching him. He a baby. He don't know. He go outside and say he got his panties on. The mother little boy's finna roast him. And he ain't gonna never come back from that. You see what I'm saying? So s- simple little slight mistakes like that. And people go, oh, it ain't no big deal. He's just a baby. He's just a baby. No, he's not just a baby. He's a young man. You know, he's two, three years old or whatever, but you got to you gotta teach him how to be a man. Now, if he comes up and that's what he want to be after a while, he's made that decision. Now, I talked to some people who, well, my uncle molested me. But what made you gravitate to that lifestyle of abuse? They don't know. You know what I'm saying? Some women, I was beat by my husband, so I don't know. Okay, so, you know what I'm saying? A lot, of them, a lot of them had a different reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Then you got these women, well, I got three kids. My husband broke up with me. No man don't want to marry me. But Susie, the truck driver, say she'll take care of us. So they call her daddy. You know what I'm saying? You got the lazy ones. Then you got the ones that just trend. This is something to do. You know, everybody, it's so many different reasons for it. You know what I mean? So some of it's, uh, I don't know, man. Some of the people think they was born gay. You know, some people say they were molested and abused, and that would turn them gay. Now, I th- then you have the social misfits. Yeah, you have, a lot of this is going to impact. If we go back to COVID, the population. There's this is also going to have a, a impact on the population okay. because you don't have, you know, the normal, they're not reproducing. Right. So, All right. Oh boy, I'm so glad you said that because people think I'm crazy. All right, <laughs> you know they say war. It's good for the economy, right? Mm-hmm. What does war do? Kill people. Okay? So it's two of us here right now. If we had $10 at this lunchtime, we got $5 a piece. We can't get much. But if one of us killed the other one, our economy just got better. So when you eliminate people, it's more jobs. Now, now instead of the unemployment rate being this, well, everybody's got a job. So the unemployment rate is down. So if you kill off these youngsters that's going to reproduce, in 20 years from now, the babies that they would have had that would have been grown, they're not here, so they don't need jobs. So work is plentiful, right? You kill off these older people who you're paying Social Security for and everything because they're killing them. And here's why I say that, because if you got old people in old folks' homes, they can't leave out. Nobody can't come in, but they're getting the virus and dying, right? Why the homeless people not dying? Well, the homeless, okay, so... They ain't got no mask. They ain't got no hand sanitizer. You don't have have a younger uh, generation or people coming in. But they taking they taking money from everybody that stops on the corner. Yeah, I I don't think the trend or a lot of them not right. So you see the panhandlers. A lot of who not? You see the panhandlers out there, but you don't see you don't see. I ain't seen now one of them with a square say swipe it swipe it. (laughs) They taking money out of every car. All homeless people are out there asking for money. What? Well, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of them no, is, no, and that and that make you the daddy on the paternity. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think oh, Murray, that's guilty. You guilty as guilty. You, you no, are the father. Yeah, that's all. I I'm don't saying. think all of them are. I don't think all of them are taking uh, money, and I also think that the and then you giving change also, right? Right. So I don't the think same thing they don't want at the fast food places. <laughs> Roddy think it's all connected. Yeah, man, look, <laughs> man, hey, it's. This is going to be the having to have. Listen, let me it's tell you something. They don't want the ships full when they go to market. Here's, an, here's another problem we're going to have real soon. When the checks stop being given out, 
And they say the pandemic they is did, over. Right? They stopped the checks. They when the pandemic is over now, you can be evicted. Your lights can be cut off and all this. And everybody got to come up with this money because people letting stuff pile up. Yeah. It's going to be chaos. Well, you just had, just yesterday, they uh, reported and actually showed a video of a family being evicted. Oh, man. It's going to be so many foreclosures in January and December. Family of six or seven. And it's going to be so many foreclosures in December and January. You watch, see what I tell you. Now, when they say go back to work and then the job's not there, people got to eat. Because the company's got to justice for people working from home and having limited staff and still making money. You don't need the people coming to the office. What's that going to do for as far as... I'm talking about people who jobs that's not coming back, period. Yeah, All these businesses that's closing. Yeah. These small little mom and pop restaurants. It was people making their living in those places. Caught little car washes and mechanic shops. All that stuff. Little mom, those places that closed down, those people got to eat. And then, look, man, my son works for the sheriff's department. And uh, the gym he goes to is a lot of deputies and cops being there. You One day we... Hmm? You don't go to that gym. I go, I go, I go over there on Mondays. I ain't, look, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. My background is my background. I'm. I mean, I'm still. I'm thuggish, but I ain't no gangster no more. Uh, I'm in there and I'm listening to this white lady who's a cop and this white guy who's a cop. They talking. This back when we was looking for hand sanitizer and toilet paper, right? Hot commodities. Everybody scrambling for hand sanitizer and toilet paper, and they were laughing about that. And she was like, yeah, we've been stockpiled on the beans and rice. We got a garbage can full of beans and one full of rice, and we already got a bunch of ammunition. I said, ammunition? Beans and rice? What the hell? You know, so I asked my son, I said, you listening to what they're saying? He said, man, I don't pay them no attention. I said, yeah, you better. So that day, I went looking for ammunition. No guns. Ain't no bullets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They didn't buy all the guns and all the bullets. And when I say day, you know who I'm talking about. You can't. You go to academy right now and go to the ammunition rack. It looked like the bread and water rack during a hurricane. Yeah, but you know that the blacks were is right now are the they are leading in purchasing of, of firearms and ammunition. We are leading that that charge. Right now we are leading because they already bought what they need. They ain't gonna buy guns every day. So you saying we, we trying to catch up? Game, we, yeah, we, we try, We just buying what they got left. You I, know what I mean? I got one bullet. Who? who yeah. <laughs> 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 well, well, I went to the pawn shop and asked the lady, "Did they have any three eighty rounds?" She said, "We don't have no bullets, but we got a gun." I said, "What you gonna sell me a gun? I ain't got no bullets. What I'm gonna do? Throw it at somebody?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, Remember Superman back in the day yeah. when he would take all the bullets in his chest and they throw the gun at him and he ducked. I see. I'm a, I'm a big Superman <laughs> fan, so shout out to Superman. <laughs> shout out to Superman. Man, but yeah, it's uh, it's bad, man. I'll say this: that it was bad then. It's gotten better. But I am like you and others. I'm a little worried about the next few months. I'm worried about uh, flu season. Not to the point where it's, it's exhausting me, but it's on my mind. Flu season coming around, and then those they just started these evictions in the Houston area. And the one that we saw yesterday was truly heartbreaking because that family had at least four or five children and, uh, or kids. And it was, uh, I'm so worried about the flu season. Every time I wake up and my throat a little dry, I'll be like, is, 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 is that it, Lord? I got it now, Jesus. Way to go. <laughs> well, I think if you went this long, you probably didn't had it and you just didn't know you had I it. I think, I think I had it back in February. Yeah. Uh, my daughter who lives in Ohio, she came down for Christmas and, um, when she went home, she found out that one of her cousins had passed away, and they thought they called it the flu. It's, I think she got sick Christmas Eve, and by New Year's Eve, she was gone. Back when they didn't know what it was. Didn't know what it was. I got sick in February, and uh, 
I got a fence outside my house. I got so scared. I went to unlock the burglar bar and I went to unlock the fence. I was like, in case somebody needs to get in, mm-hmm. you know, if I get, but, uh, you know, I fought through it and got past whatever it was, but, uh, I'm not saying I had it, but it's possible that I've had it. Cause I've been around, I'm, I drive Uber every day. I'm dealing with 15, 20 people every day. I actually had one lady in the car who told me she had just been diagnosed and she was picking up her prescription and she was like, hey, 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 let that window down, stick your head out. Your head out the window. Nah, You're going to walk from here. You, you know what I mean? But you know, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Rodney, man. I do hope you come back. And tell everybody where they can find you. Where can they uh, look up your information? Um, Tonight, if you're in the Harker Heights area, Colleen, I will be in Colleen, Texas at the comedy club out there. Uh, I can't think of the name of the club. They change it so much. Name, hold on. Just ride around clean. To well, it's a comedy. The only comedy club in clean, you know, ain't that many. Hold on, I tell you the name of it right here, right now. Um, twice as funny comedy lounge. I'm there. One show tonight, and one tomorrow night. The show is open. At, the doors open at eight o'clock, and the show starts at nine p.m. Um, so that's why I be. But you can find me on Facebook under my name, Rodney Bigham. It's spelled B I G H A M. Twitter, Instagram, everything the same thing. I just keep it simple because I can't remember my own password, so I ain't got time to be Am I Rodney D. Big member? Rodney? No, I ain't got time for all that. So just, and no, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Rodney tonight. Hey, if you got time, today is Friday. Come on out to Colleen, Texas. What's the name of the place again? Uh, Twice as Funny Comedy Lounge. Twice as Funny Comedy Lounge. She will be there. What time the show starts? The show starts at uh, 9 o'clock. Doors open at 8. And I right. think it's only 10 bucks to get in because they've been closed for a while. So yeah. I, this is the first show back. And, you know. I'm happy to see things like man. that getting back to them because I need, everybody needs to laugh. We need it. Right yeah, now. man. But at the same time.